Hello, Bokin Tov. Good morning, everybody. Today is dedicated to Jaime to be getting back on time. Okay. July 12th, Bezat Hashem. Jaime will have a safe trip. We'll be back in time. Amen. Tomorrow, everybody, everyone has a nice, quiet recording without Jaime to be voice on it tomorrow. Okay. Yes. Good. Yeah. Okay. So we're oh, we were in the middle of uh, this conversation about I want to convert a loan into uh, into sedaka. Guy comes needed a loan. And again, I, I didn't have intention at the time, and uh, I gave him a, I fronted the money. I didn't have the money in my sedaka account. I fronted it to him. I, when it came in, now I want to I want to take the money back, put it back into my sedaka account. And because uh, the guy's not paying, you know, he's uh, whatever, he needs the sedaqah and he could use the sedaqah and whatever. So I'm willing to write it off. I don't want to take it from my sedaqah account instead. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the maaseh out of my next check and I'm going to put it back in my pocket, keep it to, uh, to pay back his loan. So we saw yesterday that according to the Petre Teshuvah, he was calling the Nadab Yehuda. You can do that, but you had, to, you had to ask. You had to tell the guy, listen, this is what I'm doing. And uh, you don't have to pay me back. I'm taking the money from my sedaqah account. And he had to be somebody that was... That needed tzedakah, basically, right? Okay. So what turn, if, turn if, to page if, 49. What if you write it off and then he pays you a year yeah, later? So that's it. No, once, once you tell him that, he can't pay you back. And well, now he, to give you a gift. he wants to give you a gift. It's a gift now. He comes to you tell him, he comes back after I did that. And, and I, now you have to pay back I, No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell him, listen, okay. you don't owe me money anymore. He says, no, no, I want, I want you to take it. It's a gift. Okay, it's a gift. Thank you very much. I'm allowed to take it as a gift, whatever I want. You have to uh, tell but him I, that? I, would, or, I had to tell him, that, according to the Rodabi which we saw yesterday, I had to let him know that I'm writing off his debt from my tzedakah account. I'm going to take the money out of my stock account, put it back in my pocket. So the other way around, you have to tell so him. Now, you, you, so now, so he comes back, he gives me a gift now, he knows I paid off already. He doesn't know the, the money. I tell him, you don't owe me the money more, it's done. Tell him, I like him. If he wants later and the guy wants to pay me back, my proof, very nice. So, turn to page 49. Right, Moshe Farsi is going to challenge this idea of me having to tell him. What do I got to tell him? It's my money. I can give it to the guy whatever I want. Why do I even have to ask, ask his permission to do this? Don't I have the right to give the stakah whatever I want? If the guy needs the stakah, so I give it to him. And how I give it to him? I'm giving it to him by writing off the debt. Yeah, for giving the loan. I'm taking the money, put it back in my pocket. What's the problem? So again, according to opinion we saw yesterday, you have to tell him. If Moshe Feinstein wants to challenge that opinion. He says, why do I have to tell him? Oh, after I've done it already, you want to say. Even I... I, I he still, he still, ah, that's an interesting point. It's an interesting point. Okay, let's see what he says about it. It's an interesting point because he's saying, I feel bad about the guy, Hazit. He doesn't know that I did this, and he's got this pressure in the back of his head that he owes the money, owes the money. Every time he sees me, he's going to feel bad. I got to tell him about it. Like that. That's a good question. I don't know. Let's find out. Here we go. A guy makes a loan to a goy, to a poor person, doesn't have the money to pay back. Fine, you made him a loan. Can I take that, that payment now, that money that's due, out of my ma'asir? We saw it yesterday. Right? The Ramah's original opinion was the whole way we started this conversation was you can do that if I intended from the beginning. I know the guy doesn't have the money. I'm going to write it off from the beginning. I'll put it in my mind. The Nodab Yehuda, which we saw at the end of yesterday, says, Right? That's what we want to yesterday. So the other opinion is, no, I can, I can do this. And even if it wasn't my intention from the beginning, I'm allowed to. 
Right, Halove. He required us to tell, tell the Lovi, listen, this is what I want to do. I know you can't pay me. I, I want to write off the debt from my Sedaqah account. Okay? And if he says yes, then you can do it. That was his opinion yesterday. Velo Muvanli says, I don't understand why I need to do this. Right? First of all, we're talking about money, not Truma and Maaser Dagan and things that are Deoraita, right? We're talking about cash, which is either a minhag or a rabbinical mitzvah, right? It's not Deoraita, according to any opinions. Right? Where he got this idea that you have to ask permission from, that's when it was a, a, a Deoraita scenario where the Kohen comes to me in advance and he says, listen, I don't have any food, I need something to eat, and my, 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 my produce is growing in the field and it's not ready yet. And I would give them, the, I would give them the, to the Tiruma, but I, so I go to my closet and I take out some uh, some of my food and I give it to him, and then I separate the Tiruma later when my food finishes growing and I put it back and I lent it to him in advance. In that scenario, <clears throat> if I didn't want to, if I just lent it to him without telling him, so that's why I would need to ask permission over there. Why? Because technically the Kohen, the Kohen in that scenario is allowed to tr- back out of the deal. He could come back later now and say when it's time for the when the field grows, foods when he needs food also. But now he has cash. He says, no, I know I borrowed whatever. Here's the money, the one I took, and give me the food. And he's allowed to undo that deal. Because really, the tirumah belongs to him at the beginning. It's always his. For Hashem gave it to him. So, okay, I'm just, uh, I'm holding it, but it's his. So at the end, if he wants to take back and retract the deal, where don't forget about the food that I gave you, the food you gave me before, no problem. Here's the money for it. Give me the new food. He can do that. And that's, that's why he says you have to ask permission. But that's true only because the tirumah or the ma'asir was from the Torah. We talk about maaser kesafim. We talk about temporary maaser of my money. That's not that's not for the Torah. And therefore, he wants to say, he says over here, him yeshulma ot karka. Let's skip a few lines. Okay, veulai kavanat anodah beyuda lemaaser dagan. Avala pitchet teshuvah vigal lemaaser kesafim. Is that tamua? He says, I don't know why he's making extrapolation from the the case of separating tirumat and tirumat maaser from the from the grain, which is the oraita, to come to the money. Velachen nereh says Rav Moshe. I think sheim nefsok kibiz erak in the form of en zarich reshut. I don't need I don't need to ask permission. I can do this. You can separate the money. And I made a loan to the guy for my regular money. I didn't even think about taking it. I thought he was gonna pay me back. Okay, whatever the guy in business and uh hey guy things things happen and the guy falls that falls and he doesn't have the money and now I okay, well it was a decent sized loan. I I I don't want to suffer the loss. I have some Masid money. Can I take the money in my Masid account? Don't say anything to the guy. Says I'm sure, yes. Don't tell him anything, take the money in my put it back in your pocket. Okay, he says, all this, this is all only if I was obligated to give ma'asir. Okay, how? I made, I made a vow that I'm going to separate all ma'asir from, you know, from myself. Not even ben yeah, that's I didn't accept, I just, uh, I would do this, but I didn't make a vow that I'm going to do this. <coughs> I can do this without any problems. I didn't make the I, I didn't make the loan in advance, knowing that I was going to take it in my maaser. All this is all now. It's all leniencies because again, this is a rabbinical law. The only requirement is the guy still needs the money. I mean, if the guy's just being a wise guy, he's got the money and doesn't want to pay you. Then <laughs> that's a different ball game. Take the guy to bed, Dean. Do things you can, but when he needs the money, he's an ani. He doesn't have it. No problem. Write it off. He says. Going forward, if you so choose, I can do this in advance. If going forward, now, now it was a scenario where the loan was already made, but 
going forward, anytime a guy asks me for a loan, I can put it in my mind. If the guy doesn't pay me back and he needs the money, I'm taking it out of my mind. I said, I can't finish. No problem. Make the loan and take the money and don't tell him anything. Eli, he's not requiring you to say anything. He's not requiring you to say anything. <clears throat> it's interesting because you're right. I would think that once I did that, and I know, by the way, he's not allowed to pay me back anymore unless he knows. I have to inform him. If he comes to me afterwards, let's say, right, and I took the money out of my cell already, and I didn't tell him, and he comes back with a check and he says, here's the money, I have to tell him no. I have to tell him I already paid you. I paid you. You paid back already. I took it out of my Maaser account. So uh, I would have to tell him that at the point. So maybe I maybe. No, I can, uh, take the money and then what? Well, don't tell him anything. Give Why not? <clears throat> no, he has to know that he's already paid off because once I took it out of my Maaser account, I forgave his debt. He doesn't owe me money anymore. Why am I allowed to take it out of there? He owed me money. Okay. He paid me back. How? I took it out because I'm giving him tzedakah technically. It's just missing that physical transaction of me writing a check to him. Here's the tzedakah, because you, you need tzedakah, so here it is. And oh, by the way, you owe me money, take it back. I'm just skipping that step. I'm just going like this, my left pocket to my right pocket. So which means he doesn't owe me money anymore. So if he comes now and he wants to pay me, and he gives me the money that he owed, I would have to tell him, by the way, your debt's already paid. I, well, what do you mean it's paid? Oh, I took it out of my master. So, so right, I, 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 I agree. I, I agree. Maybe, maybe after I did it, no, no, there's a difference. A person wants to pay back if they can. Agreed. Agreed. A person wants to pay back. But no, but... But I agree with Eli. I would think like this. I would think when we talked about yesterday asking permission, it was asking permission. There's a difference between asking permission and telling what I did. The Nodabi yesterday said, you have to, I have to go tell him, by the way, this is what I want to do. And if he says no, I have a problem. Over here, he said, I can do this. You can do it, no problem. I would agree with you that you probably have to go tell him afterwards. Let, it better, you let the guy off the hook. Tell me, you guys under pressure. This is what story. Listen, let me tell you. Guys, you're not obligated. No, you're not obligated to. He's clearly not obligated. To, but you know what the guy's under pressure. You know he's got to get back of his mind that he that he has. A, you know, everyone. No one likes to owe money anybody to anybody. Nobody likes it. I don't care how who the guy is. He doesn't like it. Maybe he's you know he puts on a face that he doesn't care. They care. So if you, if you tell the guy, listen, I paid you off your debt. I took it from my Maaser account. And you're good to go. And he says later on, and he comes back with the money. And later on, he tells me, I know you paid me, but I want to give it to you anyway. So you're actually allowed to take the money in that scenario. But again, for you now, it's a matana. You don't have to, would I have to put it all back into ma'asir? No. I have to give ma'asir on it. Yes. So I'll tell you how I know. You know how I know? Because when I was talking to the, the, um, the, the law of Shemitah, where we're supposed to cancel loans. Right, yeah. The laws of Shemitah is in every seventh year, person who has a loan, outstanding, right? Assuming that they didn't have a prusbu, which we'll talk about when we get what? a little bit. Loan, the, loan, okay. A certain document that could allow you to collect. Okay, we'll talk about it when we get there. But um, I, so now the, the time comes and Shemitah cancels the loan, and the guy comes the day after Rosh Hashanah in year eight, where the dot is gone, and he comes back with the money. Uh, so I have to tell him, Shemitah canceled your loan, and he says, I don't care, I want to give it to you anyway. Halakha, you take the money. You take the money. So over here too, if I forgave his debt, and I told him, right? In that scenario, he knows it's canceled because it's Shemitah. Everybody knows the law of Shemitah. No, Shemitah, I don't have to tell him. But over here, maybe Eli's right. Maybe once I did it, and now the guy doesn't owe me any money, and now as he, well, like the guy under pressure for the next four or five years until he's able to collect the money that he owes, tell the guy, listen, why not, why it's paid. If you ever want to come back and pay me, you'll let me know. But right now, your debt's paid. But if, but if you paid yourself back already, just tell him, give the money to the car. You can do that too if you wanted to. That would be the you, best, can do the, you, you don't have to though. You could take it as a matana. You're allowed to accept a gift from somebody. Right. If he wants to gift me something, no problem. But you're right. If you want to do that, fadal. Tabo Allah Beracha. They want to pay back. Right. 
Yeah. The pressure is the pressure, but if they, they any of want to pay back, ultimately. right? So that's what I'm saying. I would tell you if he's if he insists that he wants to pay you, take the money. You bet. You're right. right. Nobody likes to accept tzedakah either, right? It's just like they don't want to not pay you, they also don't want to have to accept tzedakah. Nobody wants to be in that position, and therefore, if he comes with the money, he wants to take it. Take the money. That's fine. That's okay. Good. Yeah, fair. Okay. Perfect. Fifty-four. So now we're going to start the, uh, the uh, now all this background. Now we're going to start to talk about where to um, send my staka. Levels of importance. Which mitzvah take precedence over other mitzvot. Certain staka maybe takes precedence over a different type of staka. I have in front of me two, three different types of staka. I have a collector coming for a wedding and a guy that's here for food for a family and a guy that's here for a yeshiva. Right? And I have $100 to distribute. Now who do I give it to? Do I give it to him? Do I split it equally? Or maybe the yeshiva gets more. Maybe the wedding gets less. Maybe the wedding gets more. I don't know. What's the order? How does it go? Why do I distribute my kids? Okay. That's the beginning of the next section. Where we're going to talk about what takes precedence over other types of mitzvot. Good? Okay. We'll start it because we're not going to... Okay, here we go. Bottom of page 54. It's a gemara. It starts with a gemara. Masechi Baba Batra. Dafhet Amud Aleph on the bottom. It says like this. Three lines on the bottom of the page. Ifra Hurmiz. Ime Deshur Malka. So her name is Ifra Hulmi. She's the mother of Shivur Malka, is the king. Shadra Arneka the Kamed Rav Yosef. She sent a bag of coins to Rav Yosef, and she tells him, Amra Lehevel Mitzvah Rabbah. Take this money, use it for a Mitzvah Rabbah, a great Mitzvah. That's what she says. Here's the money, I want you to do something great with it. Okay. Yativ Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef gets this bag of money, he's thinking about this now. My mitzvah rabba. What's a great mitzvah? What should I do? She wants a great mitzvah. What should I do with this money? Amar le Abaye. Abaye tells Rav Yosef as follows. He says, Adetani Rav Shimuel by Yehuda. Since Rav Shimuel by Yehuda taught en poskin sedaka ala yetomim afil lepidyon shvuim shmamina pidyon shvuim mitzvah rabbi. We have a statement of Rav Shimuel by Yehuda who says, "We will not force the orphans to contribute." to a collection for Pidyon Shvuyim. Even though in those days, when there was a certain tzedakah situation, sometimes the rabbis would come around and say, okay, tax, everybody, I need $20 from everybody in the whole community. We have to do whatever we have to do, whatever. So that's poskim tzedakah. We're forcing everyone to give tzedakah. It says, if they are orphans, we're not going to allow anyone to force them into tzedakah, to collect tzedakah, even if it's for Pidyon Shvuyim, for redeeming captives. Even if, so Zabiyah says, even if means must be that this is more important than all the other mitzvot. So therefore, all, so must be redeeming captives is above other types of charity. Because you're telling me, I can't collect from them, even if it's for redeeming. Which means there was, under, there was a havamina, we would have thought maybe I do collect from them. No, even if. So that means, says Zabiyah, must be it's a great mitzvah. Okay. Fine, and therefore maybe we should use the money that she sent you to redeem captives. Where did the rabbis get this idea that maybe Pidyon Shivuim, redeeming captives, is a very, very high mitzvah? He brings a pasuk. The pasuk is from Yermiyah. I'll read it to you. So he says, this, uh, they, where should we go? Oh, who should we go to try to save? Says Hashem, those that are going to die are going to die. Those are going to be killed by the sword, be killed by the sword. Those are going to starve, are going to starve. And those that are in captive are, will be in captive. That's the pasuk. So it says like this, based on this pasuk, 
ואמר רבי יוחנן, כל המאוחר בפסוק זה קשה מחברו. This פסוק is in stages. The most stringent penalty is the last one, he said. Meaning, what's in there? You have מוות, death. Herev is death by sword. Ra'av is starvation, right? Famine. And Shivi, captivity. He says, as you go through the Pasuk, they get, the penalties get more strict and more strict. Okay? And therefore he says, Herev kashem imavet. Right? Being killed by a sword is worse than just testing away. How do I know? Ibait ema kra, ibait ema svara. I can tell you either from a Pasuk or from logic. Logical that being killed by a sword is worth. A person who just passes away, his body's whole. A guy who got stabbed and chopped up in pieces with a sword, okay, fine. Death, right, is precious in Hashem's eyes for his Hasidim, those that are pious. So you see that death is precious, it takes precedence over, fine. And then Ra'av is Kashemi Harev, again, Svara, it's one who gets, person who gets killed with a sword, dies instantaneously, but a person who's starving to death, different story. And then the worst one, he says, Shevi Kashemi Kulam, the Kulu Itnehuba, all the death types, all the pro, all the suffering is included in captivity. The guy gets beaten, the guy gets killed, the guy gets starved, the guy gets, they're all included, therefore, Captivity takes precedence over the others. That's the source to say that captivity is the first, and we'll see tomorrow if that really is the first or not. Amen. Amen. Amen.